Hi guys, so welcome to the conversation with Samuel or Luke Bemini. So uh, joining me via telephone, the Secretary General of the Yoruba Council of Elders, Dr. Fuli Olajide, is a son of the soil uh, from Efo Alaye. Good morning, sir. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Where do we kick off? Let us kick off from the President's speech during the Idelfichi celebration. He said, warfare is a long process. Ordering a lot of uh, arms and weapons and ammunition takes time for them to build and also training people takes time. Uh, what do you make of the President's speech at such a critical time? Thank you very much. I listened to him. But I was not convinced at all, not in the least. Human memory generally is very short. A few years ago, during his first time, Mr. President, outside this country, I think it was in Europe, somewhere in Europe or North Africa, he made a public announcement that Africans wishing to come into Nigeria needed not to obtain visa from their home places. They should come and get visa on this spot. To me, I was very incensed because as at that time, we had massive unemployment problems in Nigeria. And poverty was ravaging our land with, in fact, a huge piece of insecurity. And I, wo- I wondered whether that was the right time for any patriotic president to declare his borders open to other Africans who had similar problems. In other words, our president was consenting to importing the problems of other countries in Africa into Nigeria. So for me, I was very insist, and I said this publicly in the newspapers. Nobody needed me. And I recall, within nine to six months of that announcement, passing through, driving through the government house in the garden, one will see the lawn. A lawn carefully, carefully designed by the late governor, Yola and the government is soon, occupied by and all, all sorts of people there with their children. They were lying there waiting to collect the, uh, some, uh, the, the visa, I don't know what, anyway, from immigration. The passport office at immigration. I was very interested. So if I now listen to that president a few days ago saying that it will take years, that will take years, to order ammunition and take years to do it. Of course, it's a tenet of that. But if we had been allowed to our responsibilities much earlier, if he was allowed to it, because when he was coming into power, he made promises to us, dear listeners. He told us that in a couple of months, the security will be a thing of the past, and we believe him because of his uh, professional background. Now we are swimming in insecurity. I listened to him again about 24 26 years ago when he said that uh, Nigerians knew where we were in 2015 and yes. where we are now. Where we are now is as I was and where we were in 2015. In 2015, insecurity was literally confined to the northeast, not 
Central Northwest, and uh, they, they were trying to infiltrate Abuja. Now they are in every zone of this country. So for me, I'm sorry, I didn't believe what he was saying, and it was a lame excuse for me that Nigeria should fold their arms on the expiration of these eight years in office because it takes a long time to import, uh, to manufacture arms, to design and import them. I don't see a huge use of sincerity in that speech. I do not see it. Uh, from what I have discussed with you now. I, 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 don't want, I don't believe it, but what do we have to do is our president today, and as the exotic citizen of this country, we must <laughs> try to manage ourselves to believe it. Actually, you have talked about the president's speech, and you said you are not sure that that is a sincere position of things. That is what the president said. But a few days ago, for almost the first time ever, we saw the Southern Governors Forum, governors in the South, Southern region of Nigeria, come together to discuss. They called for a ban on open grazing. They called for a convocation of national dialogue. They insisted that we must have true federalism at work. Do you think that there is any sincerity in the position of these governors, or they are merely playing to the gallery? Thank you very much. I have listened to different comments from different people, but my position is this. It is better late than never. We are coming together, was coming a little bit too late today. And we are in the sixth year of this administration. There has been consistent ravaging of the forests of the southern region of this country by criminal Fulani hacksmen. A lot of noises have been made, a lot of arrests made, but what, what, have, we, what have we been having? We've been having others from above releasing those arrested. None have really been prosecuted except because they, there was no way they could run away from that. We feel that kidnapped Chivolu Falai, from our sex to the federal government. Two of them are languishing in jail now. But beyond that, nothing was done. So for me, it's a welcome development that at least they are finding their voice now. But let me confess to you my own position. My own position is they are doing that because they realize that the country is drifting, it's about to implode. And they God forbid, if the country implodes, the, 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 the leadership will be the first to be consumed by the conflagration. They will be the first to be consumed. The leadership at the highest level and at the state levels. So they now have to rise up and at least give us the impression that they were challenging <laughs> their dictatorial boss for the first time, which they did. In most of the resolutions they agreed with there, I was surprised. Because they all, all of us have been aware of this for a long time ago. And we've been talking about this, particularly from the Southwest. After this very obvious a long time ago, that this country could not work the way it is structured. And um, all of us know that. And in fact, that was one of the things President Buhari, it was the number one item on their manifesto, used to kneel, kneel the Southwesterners to vote for him, to make him the president after about three previous attempts. So we were deceived. So for me, the southern governors cannot now be telling me they are just realizing that this country needs to be restructured. 
if they put it in their manifesto in the first instance when their party was founded. So they have been leading us, unfortunately, under the leadership of the presidency to disaster. And nobody needs to be told now that all the negative indices of human life now reside in Nigeria. It is in the issue of this administration, 2017, if I'm correct, or if I'm wrong, correct me, this country was declared the poverty capital of the world. That's a big shame. When you look at the number of out of school children in the whole world now, in about 184 countries, Nigeria topped the list with about 13 million. That's a big shame. Number of out of school children in the whole world now in about 184 countries, Nigeria tops the list with about 13 million. That's a big shape. No, it looks like that number has, is reducing now, uh, except so it what? went up all over, all over again. But by January yes. this year, it had reduced by about 2.5 million. That's according to the Minister of Education at the moment. Oh, uh, that is deceitful. No, and I would know it is deceitful. I don't know how much of the northern states you know. Let me, without being immodest, stay here. I have visited all the states of this country, not once, not twice. And I've had the privilege of sitting on the high table in the government houses of the United States of Nigeria. You know, because I've been involved in one form of presidential campaign or the other. You will be, you will be startled when you see the poverty level in the northern states of this country. You will be startled with their Nigerians. It has become a tradition there. Because they believe, I don't know the Quran, so I cannot claim to know what it says. That it is entrenched in the Quran that the children ought to beg for arms. I don't know if it is true, and I stand to be corrected. So, the any minister of education telling you that is talking by the dash. The out of school children, even in our own southwest states here, where we cherish education, cherish knowledge in the southwest here. Yeah. Because of the poverty that is creeping the entire society, you can see that some people cannot even afford to send their children to school. You and I will agree that the 30,000 Naira minimum wages peanuts, when you look at the value of a Naira today, you and I would agree. So a lot of workers, if and they do not even be paid the 30,000 minimum wage, it cannot take you home. It cannot. So a lot of children who are coming out of school here, then you and I know the state of the public schools, except in the last few years when some of our governors have been rehabilitating the building and encouraging them. They were in shambles. You know the lack of job satisfaction of the teachers and so on. So all negative indices, my dear listeners, beside in Nigeria, income mortality rate is very high, but high in the other states. What do you call it? The maternal mortality. BPF, we call it Bethalcobagiana fistula. In all disease conditions of uh, the marriage of childbearing women is in the north. Everything is in the north and the north is actually including now. So for me, and then the west, the southern states have been invaded. There has been a direct challenge thrown to the institution of government in Nigeria. Anywhere you see police stations being destroyed, that is the soul of any government. They are being attacked serially in the eastern parts of this country. That is a direct challenge to the federal authority to give an excuse now that it takes so many years to manufacture and design weapons. It's a plain excuse for this. It does not have the evidence of sincerity. I'm sorry. 
So you are saying that the attack, let's, let's go quickly, especially to the east where we've had several attacks on police, uh, on security formations. You are saying that, that those attacks was more or less a declaration of war on the federal government. My dear brother, it is not more or less. It is a declaration of war. The police, although in Nigeria you call them police force, that was the colonial inheritance. Police is a civil organization. It is the number one security institution in a democratic, a constitutional democracy. But we call them force here. And in fact, perhaps that is why you could see the savagery of the answers of the stars in those days. It is, an, it is a challenge to the institution and government. But let me warn. Let me warn. Because it is in the East today, may God forbid, it could be in the West or South South tomorrow. Yeah, it has been in the South South before. But the South South at that time were more civil. No, we started recording. We started recording uh, attacks on police formations in River State and Aquaibom already. So it is gradually coming close to us here, may God forbid. That is the reality of the Nigerian situation. The governors, southern governors, found their voice rather too late, but it's a welcome development. Let us now see what happens. But for me, I think I must say this to tell my own people. Listeners, good listeners in this program. I am no longer the apostle of the structure that I used to be in class. Now I'm the, I'm the chief apostle of a new constitution for Nigeria. And the structure will be one of the byproducts of that constitution. What do you we expect from this constitution? What should this constitution comprise? I achieve Olagide. Thank you very much. Uh, we have gone past restructuring now. When we started the chorus of restructuring, we have not been this polarized. The current administration has polarized us. There is now mutual suspicion between Fulanese and Ibo, between Yorubas and Fulanese and so on and so forth. It was never there before. Now to travel from a father in the or Miss Palace, my heart will be in my mouth. To come from a photo, I don't need to. I mean, so there is so much loss of confidence in the present federal institution. And if you recall, I, I mentioned earlier on in this discussion that my memory is very short. When President Buhari was elected president, in one of his first few speeches, he said the resolutions of the 2014 constitutional conference he will put on the shelf that he was not going to look at it at all. For me, as that to be corrected, that was, for me, the most unpatriotic speech from an elected person. I want to understand here, and I start to be corrected, the 2014 National Conference to the best of my knowledge was the largest gathering of about the brightest and best in Nigeria. All sectors of this country were represented in that conference. NBA, NMA, I can, uh, of whatever administrators, uh, disabled, uh, road transport workers union, labor conference, labor congress, um, the traditional institution, NIAS, ODs, problems, you know, members, and so on. Everybody was there. I was there. I had the privilege of being there. 
And at that conference, I said, as the subject of you, but then it to be conference. And will I say again, and then to be more, that could be more than share. You will write that against you at the largest to be conference. Not by reason of justice, but by reason of injustice, but by reason of justice. So because you are the highest part, the highest number of NGA, NMA, what you call it again, all these ICANN, professional bodies, diasporians, you are the highest number. So we now turn down to be about the largest delegates in the conference. And I have the honor of being elected as the secretary of the Yoruba delegates to that conference. The resolutions were unanimously adopted. There was no minority report from any part of this country. I think it was God that was dead. But even for the fact that it was unanimously adopted, where you had the Enneas, and you had the Sultan, the boss were there, and for a president to say such a report he had put on the shelf, then you will know that it's not unlikely that president has a hidden agenda to assume presidency. And you and I know how Nigeria has lifted in the last few years. So what I'm saying in this case is this. The governors are congratulating them for finding their cause. Their voice are passed. And face their resolutions. We've been talking about banning open cases for years that have took them so long to now adopt it anyway, better than than ever. It must be banned. And I want to feed this to the respective state and office of assembly by Monday. By Monday, if this don't reach the respective state of houses of assembly, then I will say this gallery to the gallery. Well, the houses of assembly work. presently are barely working because Person is on strike. And that, that will bring me to the conversation that, uh, okay, not the conversation, but the remark from the Senate president who said the governors are simply hypocrites because even they have not been able to implement true federalism at the state levels by allowing the local governments to operate. I like this question. I'm very excited about this question of just That goes to support my new position by what we need it's a brand new constitution. I stay here and I'm prepared to say it anywhere in the world that the 1999 constitution was a fraudulent document which tried against itself by saying we, the people of Nigeria, we are never involved in the action of that constitution. We were never involved. A handful of people, about 23 in number, one time my friend, uh, Yadudu, Professor Yadudu, we are not kept in a room by Mr. Salami Abubakar because he was. It was clean away. They did not even want to stay at all. I said, of this, it was not going to be much. Yeah. And I don't know if people that you down here some of these songs we used to sing when I was a child. And who am I on? Yes, you are on, sir. Yes, when I was a child, we, were, we used to sing a song in Yubata. They said, no, the name was Yubutu or Nensa. After Salami Abubata was almost clean away. So he gathered a few people together in the room, and they gave us this fraudulent paper. Let me tell you, my Bible says that there is no way the battery can produce food. So for me, for me, all the political processes emanating from this constitution is fraudulent. The elected chief executives are my lords and overlords in their various domains. The presidency in Nigeria, it cannot be challenged, it says whatever it pleases. The 
the governors of the governors to uh, replicate this form of dictatorial tendency because of this constitution. To me, legislation that is supposed to be second arm of government on equal terms with the executive and that is subservient to the executive and the comments of the Senate President and the Speaker of the House of Reps validate by position. You can see the two of them, they were literally fuming on television that the governors found their force, their voice. They said that um, the governors were part of leadership and as such. And that is the position that always maintained. That because of the situation we are in now, we must tolerate what we have. But we should sit down immediately to write if we must go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. We have 1963 constitution. The basis of our union as a country to get independence was that each federating unit at that time, city at that time, the North, the East, and the West, will be semi-autonomous, if not totally autonomous. I had the privilege by right of my age to witness what we were in the First Republic. We have seen better days in Nigeria and our own business. What we are seeing now are the worst days of Nigeria. Uh, I and actually... at that time, it was Chisamolo war, even before the various pre-independent cultural conferences had been advocating for the creation of one state. The colonialists did not want to go. They did it because they were exploiting our resources and manipulating us. They gave us for a federal system what was the flawed federal system? Political scientists will confirm what I'm saying. In a true federal state, no one federating unit must be bigger than the others combined. The northern region was by far bigger than the eastern and western region. So it was a flawed federalism. But it was still better. It was still a form of federalism because each of the states, you know, was uh, each of the regions was autonomous, is definitely. The Prime Minister, by the way, will come to Ibadan, and now we will be doing his own, uh, the, 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 what is it now, his own business, yeah. Nobody controlled, I mean, there was, nobody controlled the other. But now, governors are summoned to Abuja at will, just like a headmaster summons the classroom teachers. It is a big shame, it should not be so. We elected our governors. We gave them mandate of ours. Yeah, our own leaders, yeah, our own chief public servant in our various states. So the reaction of the National Assembly leadership was to me validating my position that all the political processes that emanated from this government constitution cannot take Nigeria to the promised land. All and right. this is why we have been taking two steps forwards and ten steps backwards. But, but, but if you say that, yes. but if you say that, but for those that are just tuning in, you tuned in in the middle of the conversation, I am speaking with the Secretary General of the Yoruba Council of Elders, I Chief Dr. Kunle Olajide. Well, uh, let me ask this question. Uh, if you say that we need a new constitution, a lot of people have argued that the problem with the 1999 constitution is not even the constitution itself, but the people who have refused to stick to the 
words or to the provisions of that constitution? What guarantee do we have that if we get a new constitution, that the present crop of margins, the present crop of public office orders will be ready to implement and to stick and enforce the provisions of that new constitution that you are advocating for. Thank you very much. Whoever says is that that constitution, 1999 constitution, was part of the scope of this country. So go and read it again. I have read it several times over. I can confirm that even there is dissent from heaven. They cannot obtain this constitution and make Nigeria work. Angels, if they descend from heaven, it is impossible. Can you look at the number of contradictions in this constitution? The land belongs to the various security units. The mineral water the land belongs to the federal government. How can that work? It cannot work. That's not, I can give you several instances mm. where that constitution contradicted itself. That's number one. I can tell you a constitution that gives next to absolute powers of life and death to executive executives at the highest level and at the state level cannot work. There's no way it can work. The elected presidents and the state governors are supposed to be the chief servants of the Nigerian people. That's what they are supposed to be. So why I believe I can tell you why I believe that the new a new person will work is this. What we are saying now is this we want to ignore the and mischievous manipulations of the colonial masters that left us over 50 years ago. We want to ignore the, 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 the obvious, obvious evolution, political evolution of this 1999 constitution. We want to go back to the beginning, the basics where we started in 1953. And then we are placed as situation to where we are today. That is the situation we have just three videos. Yeah. It was 64 we had before. Now we have 36 days. Fine, go for it. Let's retain the 36 days and producing units. At that time in 1963, each region, each producing unit had absolute control, almost absolute control over the resources in that region. The way the revenue was shared at that time was this, for the benefit of those of you who are younger. 50% was retained by the region producing the resources. 20% was sent to the federal government by each region for the maintenance of the few essential items on the exclusive legislative list. Mm -hmm. They were only 16. Mm -hmm. Now they are 56. Even when you want to marry now in Abuja or Ikeja, you need federal government approval or sanction in one way or the other. Yeah. If the founder of this station will tell you the procedure, I don't know it. It is as you did not have that. So, what I'm telling you in the fact is that agents cannot run this constitution. Yes, we are talking about the Nigerian people, there is no doubt about that. But let me tell you, young man, maybe that device of my profession. In the human brain, we have less than 60,000 cells in the human brain that control all the activities of the human body. From your hair, the hair on your head to the your state code is controlled by your brain. And that is the head. So if the head is rotting, if the foundation is rotting, what can the righteous do? Faulty. That's what the Bible says. 
So in the various leadership that this party that Commission has provided for Nigeria, are enjoying the status quo, but I think some of them who are very intellectual, with due respect, I name my own governor Fayani as one of the very few very intellectual and exposed. So that data is knocking at their doorstep. That is why they found their voice at last. But the structure for me will not solve this problem. Yes, the reality of Nigeria today is the national assembly we have. Let us beg them to do us a favor. They will complete their time, no doubt. But let them do us a favor. Let the executives, let the governors now who have laid down their voice, send two bills to the national assembly. The first bill should be introducing a referendum into our constitution. There is no democracy in the world where you don't have room for referendum. I want to repeat and I try to be corrected by my government and who is the father of this station. Sovereignty resides in the people of the country. And when we elect you as president or as government, it is national sovereignty we give to you, not the whole sovereignty. The remaining sovereignty still resides with us. Therefore, referendum must be in the constitution so that in case in case we raise our voices against what the government is doing or they cannot even know what position to take, we now bring the matter back to us. Because the latest one we had was in UK, I think so a few years ago. Yeah. I think it was right Minister yeah, who had to exit the resigning position of that minister because the referendum voted against the position. So please, they should do us a favor. I'm appealing to you, to our people in the National Assembly, or to our chief executives in various states of the federal government, get the bill to put referendum into our constitution. We are not states. We have not been captured by the political leadership. The impression is being created that this we are states in the terms of Mr. President and Mr. Governor. We are not states. That's number one. Then number two, we want a bill for constituent assembly commission that will be saddled with the responsibility of arranging for election into the constituent assembly. And then the constituent that we have enough papers in the because of various conferences that have been held and you know, let us give them to the constituent assembly delegates who have been elected and people of Nigeria. Then they go there three, four months, they should finish their assignment, give us a new constitution. So we send to Nigerian people the referendum, not national assembly. Okay. This nineteen ninety nine constitution, my dear brother, will give me the permission to say this. Has turned politics into a commercial venture. It is business venture, it is not service. The politics I grew up to know as a young man. The Western region, young boy, Western region, Western state, was politics of service. Our law was reputed. It started first as a successful trade unionist. It became a brilliant lawyer. He was recognized for his success in his professional practice. And um, he went to government to serve. He did not go to government to make money. But there is a limit to which you can claim the present crop of political leadership in it. <laughs> and I will tell you why. When it costs about 25 million to obtain the firm to contest for governorship, 
the root of the amen. You can do what you get. Mm-hmm. We don't so much to when you go there, you want to go and make your money back. Sure. You want to make minimum five times what we invested in the election so that you can be in a good position to contest the game and win the second time, then continue to make more money. The moment we turn politics by the new constitution into studies and we bring leadership positions, executive positions, nearer to the people by making each of the federated units a need for certain laws, then we have some people say erroneously that it was the failure of the parliamentary system that led to the first coup. It is not so. It is not so. The parliamentary system did not fail us. It was merely the ambition of the young soldiers because it was becoming fashionable then. Who succeeded in Ghana? And as such, they were all colleagues in the British West African Frontier Force. I hope you are hearing me. Yes, yes, yes I am. I am. They had British West African Frontier Force, which included soldiers from all the West African countries. And when a few soldiers took over power, succeeded in Ghana, and so on. Uh, well, the other co-factors who were members of the West African Frontier that this is practicable here too. Why not? Those who, who, who operated the United States were in their late twenties or early thirties, very young. They were never trained in the management of human resources at that time. And I stand to be that As at that time, the military concentrated in training them to defend. And when you defend and you attack, what are you trying to do? Hmm. To kill, perhaps kill and destroy. That was the truth, but of course in the past 30 40 years, they have introduced a lot of intellectualism into the military. Uh, and, and so when they took over government at that time, they didn't know anything about human management. They truncated our badge in democratic uh, It was not only on that. So what some of us are looking now, part of the report of the electronic is a big parliamentary presidential system in which case for you to be president of Nigeria or whatever you want to become you will only contest in your constituency mm. it will not require you to be compromised in the process by going to a field to the bank and so on to give you private jets to go over Nigeria mm-hmm. you don't need to do that all right, Dai Chief, Kuli Oladide, we have just two minutes left. But, but we will definitely continue this conversation some other time in the nearest future. But you have highlighted a couple of points and opinions that sound like the solution even to a lot of the issues, fundamental problems in Nigeria. Now, you also made a statement that the current crop of the current system of politics in Nigeria today appears to be more business centric than uh, it not to be. Well, it is. Okay. It is business centric and not uh, dedicated and not dedicated to the service of the people. Now, how can the people? How can the people regain power from this minority? Fantastic question. I salute you. Thank you, sir. The only chapter in this constitution that seems to recognize people is chapter two. 
When those who made this order of construction have made lots of duties, in other words, we can't direct the only people to put, uh, the only way to put people at the center of this constitution is for you to make chapter two justiciable. In other words, every child in Nigeria should have access to education free at the expense of state. We can afford it. We can afford it. At the time, the central bank doctor, who was the former area, told us publicly that the National Assembly made up of five hundred people. We are consuming 25% of our recorded revenue of 420 million things. We are spending money to challenge the tiny political leadership of this. Money that should be used to educate our people, to give them from poverty and from blindness into light and prosperity. So, when we have another opportunity, I will be able to do that. But I'm glad we have been able to do that. Thank you very much. High Chief Dr. Kule Olajide. He is the Secretary General of the Yoruba Council of Elders. Thank you very much for your time and insights into the state of the nation this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, that's it on the conversation with Samuel Ulugini this morning. I am sure that you have learned it enough to, uh, on how we can improve uh, Nigeria. Until next week, when the conversation will return, ensure that you do your bit to be a good Nigerian. Have a pleasant weekend. After all said and done, I do not have the right to direct the finger of guilt or the look of contempt at my guy. For even I can barely see through the speck in my eye. I say this to say that we all have a part to play. Little thought at the Shino, at the Kwebaki, at the Kodu Jamba, Shuba, Awa Yotite, Aosite Siwachu, Nitoripe. After all said and done, we are still the most resilient bunch. If we can redefine love and remember the meaning of humanity, maybe then we can restore the sanity. If we remember to react and repeatedly refuse to be content with mediocrity, only then can we be free.